Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. I am sitting in the idyllic setting of Deering Harbor, Shelter Island, New York. Gorgeous, serene setting. I've found myself sort of a wind trap next to a real estate office. Don't know if I'm supposed to be sitting here normally with a with a low March sun in the sky, approximately 4.30 p.m. Reasonably. Certainly uh, one of the warmer days I've experienced here in New York for a long time. I'll tell you exactly what it is since we're being so... 55 degrees Fahrenheit and uh, 13 degrees Celsius. So I'm pretty comfortable. But, uh, it's getting close to spring. I know in Ireland they say the beginning of spring is February 1st, which I've <clears throat> I've always disputed that. But in New York we say March 21st, and it's getting pretty close. It's getting even closer to the 19th of March, my second dose of, dose of the vaccine. So I'm even doubly excited for that. And most importantly, I'm excited because I'm an engaged man. And we didn't really talk about it last week because I had Ashley on. And thank you so much for the feedback. Very well listened to episode. But uh, I kind of, I didn't touch on it mainly because Hannah has uh, had a couple of like, embargoes you know she does bravo's chat room so you got to save that tea for your own show so i don't want to step on hannah's toes i don't want to you know i don't want to give away any secrets early you know keep it all nice and fresh and juicy for bravo's chat room and uh so that's done and uh, our episode's been up and uh, hannah and i have done Insane amounts of press, which is, you know, unnerving for me, to be honest with you. So let's not focus on that. Let's focus on the most important thing that the pandemic has brought me this this new life. And, you know, coincidentally enough, as we as I, I settle into the changes that the pandemic has brought to my life, literally just over the horizon, just around the corner is a ray of light. April 2nd in New York, comedy clubs open at 33%. Uh, a sense of getting back on stage and working and almost not in a novelty way, in a normal way, going to the comedy cellar, doing a set, not a gig outside, you know, 33% fine. I've done plenty of gigs at less than 33%, not during a pandemic. I'm comfortable with that. Let's just get back on stage and do some shows. I am also aware that there isn't a real sense of hope in Ireland just yet. So I I, I want to, I want to, you know, uh, respect that, that the majority of these listeners, or the listeners here are in Ireland where it's much more frustrating. And I, I appreciate the efforts that you're making. I know that you probably have your criticisms of the government and why the vaccine rollout is slow. And I, I feel your pain. You know, I feel blessed to have gotten vaccinated early, but I also feel blessed that uh, it feels like a bit more momentum towards getting back on track here than there is in Ireland. And I only wish that things would speed up. I see Johnson Johnson has been approved there, so that's exciting. We want it. We want Ireland back to normal. I want to get back to Ireland in September and get going full belt on some shows. I want it. I want Ireland back to normal. I want normal life. So don't think I'm trying to rub it in, guys, by talking about uh, that my horizon looks a little closer than yours, because I'm not. I just want everything to go 
as fast as possible. But needless to say, I'm locking in these pandemic changes. So this episode is all about the engagement. I'm having Hannah on. Uh, just a word about the ambience of this chat. Uh, we were driving, driving here actually, to Shelter Island where Hannah records Bravo's chat room. So there's a lot of car noise, but you know, it's consistent. And uh, for a while we're on the highway, so you can kind of hear like that. There's like a, you know, a bit of, bit of, bit of a highway sound, but you know, I think, it, I think it's gentle. I will try to reduce the background noise, but I do like a bit of ambience. I'm certainly sitting in a wonderful ambience right now. As the setting sun peeks out from behind this this building that's blocking the wind for me, I, I now have more sun on my face. And I, I mean, really, it's a happy time. Myself and Hannah, we kind of, we talk a bit about our relationship. We talk about engagements. We talk about wedding invitations. I probably, I would have liked to talk a bit more about all that stuff, but we ended up just talking about relationships and uh, it's very casual. It's very lighthearted, but it's just... Um, both of us exploring the realms of this new phase of our relationship, looking for the humor in it. And, um, yeah, we got a lot of new subscribers. So suddenly I got like anxiety. I have anxiety because now you got reality TV people, fans, listening to my podcast, look for tea. I didn't even know what tea was before I met Hannah. I mean, I knew what tea was. My Barry's man, but I didn't know that tea was gossip. And now I'm the fucking tea spiller. I'm the goddamn tea brewer here, man. Like a goddamn pot spilling over. I wasn't looking for that role. But now I have it. So I have to balance out the fact that I just want to... I want this episode to just be a fun uh, episode about getting engaged. But I know that the tea... Uh, the tea purchases, the, the, the connoisseurs of the tea are on the hunt. You know? They're in the uh they're in the uh, the tea aisle. They're in the tea shop hoping to find a, a new flavor, some sweet assam, some some juicy roibosh to uh to stick in a cup, sip. So to the tea sippers. Uh welcome, but uh we're not going for we're not going for too much of that. For for the Irish that don't know, I am actually going to be in Summerhouse, which I haven't really said publicly. But you probably read between the lines over the last six or seven months of what's been going on in this podcast, and thought this guy probably went in there. Um, uh, but now it's been in their trailer, so I can say it. Uh, so maybe in a couple of weeks I'll drop a bit of tea on that. Anyway, we got the episode coming up, and I'll talk to you guys at the end. It's me and Hannah talking about our engagement and joking around about planning for a wedding. Talk to you after the app. All right. So, Hannah, welcome to uh, our engagement special. <laughs> I feel like we're like Harry and Meghan, except... Except our family <laughs> isn't out to destroy us. Who knows? <laughs> 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 yeah i mean the, we're not going to talk about that i know that's why the second i said it i was like oh i thought we weren't going to get into all that but i apologize yeah, you may, you, 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 if yeah. i think don't say something i bring it up so yeah but no that's fine because if mean, we start we'll be talking about them the whole time and then yeah we'll yeah maybe at the end maybe we'll revisit that at the end um and hey listen you know it was it was no harry and megan in terms of uh the press around our engagement but it wasn't nothing either babe it wasn't nothing I know. I didn't realize you're such a hot couple. And then I just dropped a photo of us with the ring and people lost their damn minds because they were like, how is that girl with nubby fingers getting proposed to? Well, I'm just glad you have those small fingers to make the diamond look huge. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God for your stubby fingers. Aiden has a joke about that, you know, that like he doesn't like girls with big hands because when they're giving him a hand job, his dicks look really small. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I don't know, bro. She has big hands. <laughs> <laughs> but she'll get great coverage. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, you got to take the... You and she'd take... be great on a football team with you. Yeah, you know, she'd be like better at basketball. But anyway, uh, we've had a very public... Um, we've, we, we've now had a very public engagement. <laughs> did you Did you envision yourself 
when you're getting engaged for it to be so public? Or did you want to keep it on the down low and, you know, elope? You mean like, like, well, I always get, this is always, can, can I just air something out here at the beginning of oh, this? Oh, jeez. Sorry, I, I I don't mean this. Do you in, have to start a fight right now? We no, just started. No, but it's just that like it, this is always on the back of my mind, and I I'm like when we're doing other interviews and stuff, I I don't bring it up. But like this is us, <laughs> and we're 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 a couple, and we're honest with each other. Oh no. No, I mean it's the second time that I've done this, and the first time I was very not public. Oh. Oh, I forgot. I thought we weren't going to talk about your past. I thought it was like walking into a clean house with dirty shoes. I thought that was the one rule. Well, well, in our relationship, it is the rule. But now that we're doing an engagement special and you're, 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 you're asking me, I, you know, it's just hard for me to censor that. But I will gladly, I don't want to talk about it in any detail. But what I'm saying is that I've done it both ways. <laughs> <laughs> and... This is this is way more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but also high anxiety, but we thrive in anxiety. We bond. Anxiety has fueled our love. But but uh and and again, this is uh this is this is not a complete Actually, let's let's not focus on that straight away cuz I was going to say I was going to talk a little bit about like the the pros and cons of a public engagement. But let's step back from that first cuz I don't want people to think that that's that's what we're focusing on on our engagement. But let's just say that it wasn't properly fun, even though there was a sense of us trying to keep it to ourselves and have the moment for ourselves. It was actually way more fun when we put it on social media. Yeah, because I'm terrible at keeping secrets and I feel like I'm lying to everyone by just not talking about it. So after I got engaged, we told our very, very, very close family. And then I was just like texting all my friends like nothing was happening. But I just felt like a sketch ball and I was very unsettled. And you just want people around you to like be happy for you which is weird because you should just not need that outside you know affirmation however i need it no but it's fun i mean like listen we we were confident you know we we knew what we how we felt about each other we had had discussions and then we were engaged and so we were comfortable with our decision but part of the fun of getting engaged is like sharing it with everybody and you know like it's it's a huge thing. I never thought about getting engaged very often. I've never been with a guy before that I even thought about marriage. So it all kind of happened too quick for me even to like prepare for it. But there is this beautifulness of people aren't, aren't even happy for you that like I specifically like found you or it's more like that we've come to this part of our lives where we're both at least like love ourselves enough to love someone else. That's what I kind of felt by it. Like it's just a good moment in your life where you're like I'm ready to grow up a little bit. This is great that you're practicing for your Oprah interview with that I am. fucking self-help nonsense right there. <laughs> okay, Oprah soul whatever, soul search, what is it called? I, I don't know. Whatever, it's, it's great, and you guys should try it out. No, I mean, it was, a beautiful, it was a beautiful thing, but you don't talk that way in real life. <laughs> Welcome to the Inspirational Pod with Hannah and Des. We no, believe in love. Love is real. No, I hate being corny with that stuff, but occasionally it's nice to sit back and stop bashing each other and and be proud of ourselves that we were vulnerable and open to love. Yeah, we did it. Um, so let's 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 step back even further and just say we keep going back. We're about to fall off some clip. I'm well, you know, because me. well, because I don't want to just talk about the after uh, when we started joking about this. You know, when it became like a real discussion that that sort of jumped off of some jokes and you sending me rings, like all the stuff that you've been joking about on other podcasts, <laughs> at what point in your mind did you go, I know we're kidding around, but like, I know that this is real? Well, it's funny because you actually were more public about it than me in the very beginning. You mean public about I'm going to marry this girl? Well, you were... My mom would listen to your podcast and then send me and be like, listen, 10 minutes. He is so into you. And you were like, this girl, I've never felt this way before. I'm so in love. And then you suddenly were like, I'm going to marry you. And your confidence 
and made me feel so good <laughs> but not in a like oh I just want him to like me I was like I know I really like this guy and it's crazy that we're so on the same page and but your confidence was so attractive with it and then it I'm just kind of person where it's like I'm not afraid to take risks or to be impulsive not that we're even impulsive because quarantine time is times three so we were together too long because it's kind of a it's a rule break really isn't it this sense of like coming on strong with talk of marriage and even though we were kind of joking like there was no there was no stage in that early was there any point in that early stage of me being quite confident about that that you were like whoa this guy needs to back off or he's love bombing me my two biggest fears with you were a that like you had a side of you that I didn't see like maybe like which a, I do but you just haven't seen it I yet. haven't seen it yet <laughs> but like I was just afraid you'd have like a really angry side that like which you, I do but you just haven't seen it yet but like for no reason getting uh, that's you've done that before you've gotten mad at random thing but no you you don't have this like crazy angry side you don't like we've gone through a lot of traumatic things together in the short time we've been together and I feel like I've loved the way you've responded to all that but also furthermore ooh, further fucking furthermore, more further fucking know. more can you be yourself in this podcast <laughs> I've never said you're just like you're, you're up you're up syllable usage by 30% <laughs> but well, yeah because normally I can't even form a sentence when I'm not in front of a microphone I'm just like wah, wah, give me food but I do think that I was worried because I have a weird anxiety fear that I can't be myself around certain people like it's just my own anxiety because I've been in relationships where I didn't feel good about myself so with you I had to I had to wait off that to get off of me of like but that just comes with someone making you feel comfortable so I just wanted to wait to make sure that like I really felt like myself around you and that doesn't happen in like three weeks no but normally people don't meet Separate for seven weeks and then essentially within two weeks move. I mean, I was worried. No, no offense, but like as someone who's dated a lot of addicts, I was worried that you just got a taste of me and then were like addicted to me because I had was taken away and it was just this like obsession that was going to end once we were together every day. Right. Well, I mean, you could have just said that. You know, a lot of humans are like that. You didn't have to like throw an addiction stigma on it. I apologize. It's totally fine. But was it accurate? Yeah. You say that like you say that like you're some fucking just mentally all put together person. Like what? If, no, what? I'm addicted to dating addicts. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you answer the question though? Now I'm worried, babe. You ever hear the word anonymous? No, I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh but do you understand how I might be worried for that? Because like, well, I mean, I can understand how you might be worried for that, but that's your shit. Yeah. You know, there is that joke where you get at the altar and you're like, "We well, do you like me." <laughs> <laughs> but but things. But no, no. Change, the only thing you were really pursuing me hard in the beginning, and you were so fucking romantic, and then things changed to being more just like you're my my like partner, and you're my person at home. But that, that that's I, that's the same for everybody, though. I mean, like, we haven't gotten that lazy, but, like, no. that intense beginning phase never lasts. Yeah, but you, I think it's like putting water on a plant all the time. You can't just expect a plant to keep growing, but we've done a good job, I think, of it's just our romance has changed in a way where it's less, like, new fun shit and more. I mean, we had... <laughs> Our, like, big romance was, like, let's play a volleyball tournament on a Saturday against 15-year-olds and see if we could win. Yeah, like, the, we were the, always weird about it. No, we were having fun. I mean, listen, but what you just mentioned is one of the reasons why I knew it was going to work out between us because I knew we were going to have all these extra interests because everybody knows in a relationship that it's, the, it's all that type of stuff that's more consistent than, you know, the 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 intense passion for each yeah. other you know like the things that keep you together aren't like the intensity of emotion that we felt early on that just yeah. naturally levels off like you shouldn't decide to spend the rest of your life with someone because the sex feels good okay it's no not I mean, that honestly hard. we we had a good sexual chemistry from the start we definitely but, did but, but <laughs> for the record some of like my most intense sexual connections have been the most toxic connections of my life there's no reason to think that a good sexual connection means that you're meant for each other. It just means that you have a good sexual connection. 
Yeah, some I was reading a meme on Instagram that was saying like some people can't get over toxic or think the toxic sex is so good because after it you don't know when you're going to get it again and stuff like that. Like there's all these reasons why toxic sex feels nice. But like I could be toxic, babe. At what stage did you really think that the proposal might be coming? Oh my gosh. Um well, you were being super weird about going to the city. <laughs> Like, you're being- yeah, but like I wasn't even being that weird about it. I mean, I felt like you knew, but I just wasn't going to say it. Like, yeah, I you felt didn't like say it, was- it out loud. So yeah, I kind of knew. Like, yeah. I knew you're going to the city to get a ring. Um, but I'm not gonna lie. I thought you were gonna wait till summer house season was done airing because it's a very like intense, crazy time um, where I'm not necessarily in my most calm headspace all the time because I'm reliving like trauma from drama from seven months ago and then having to talk about it all over again. It kind of sucks. Um, but I think it was a blessing that you did it during the airing and crazy. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. I kind of like was, was pondering delaying it because you know, whatever. I was crying. Some, well, no, but yeah, like <laughs> some, cause I kept randomly crying. Yeah. And like you, your moods were like all over the place. It was, <laughs> it was like, so I was like, yeah, anyway, I won't say anything that's going to get me in trouble, but, uh, <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, th- th- there was that the, the summer house became a presence in our life that was like a little stressful. Mm-hmm. And I did ponder maybe, you know, waiting to make sure that I wanted to be with a reality TV show person. Okay, that hurts. Oh, come on. That I'm joking. Hurt. But uh, but no. I, I mean, I, if you want to know the truth, it's hard. Like w- women, we're just so special and we have this like sixth sense but i knew something was up also you did not shut up about how much you hated valentine's day to the point that i was like okay if you hate me if it's about me and how much you hate me let's but i knew you didn't hate me but you, every day you were just like valentine's day sucks right let's not do anything and but that's were, a double there was a double reason for that number one i knew that well i knew i had a plan that possibly i might propose on that day mm-hmm. but number two i also didn't want to get into making plans did you about, run your plan by anyone nobody was that weird? Like, I feel like whenever I even choose, like, a nail polish, I have to ask like, four people. Well, that's uh, that's the difference between me and you. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I think things through. Uh, well, no, I, I just was confident in my plan. I, like, it wasn't, I, I didn't want anybody else's feedback. I was Aww. just, I was confident in what I was doing. I, I, I mean, this wasn't a conscious decision, but I probably didn't want anybody to tell me to uh to back off i mean i told nikki i told a few people that i was thinking about doing it i actually called nikki when i was on my way in to get the ring just to say like i'm gonna you know i'm getting a ring do you feel I, like I, it was, I didn't tell anybody i was gonna do it on valentine's do you Day. feel like it was easier to for you to propose because you've done it before and you failed and you survived it <laughs> i i didn't you know i i didn't really think about the the other one that much i i, I really was like you know, I, the only reason I brought that up at the beginning was just because you, you brought up like the two ways to do it. And I was like, well, yeah, I've done both. So it wasn't just a case of guessing. It was like, there, there's two ways that I could do this. Uh, I mean, the, the, the public part of it, uh, very much comes from your side anyway. So, but, uh, no, I, I, the other one had nothing to do with, uh, with this one actually. Yeah. And the, the decision to do it in the morning was very sort of late in the thing of like that. I decided on Valentine's day and then I was thinking of the best way to do it. I mean, we live like a very simple life in the house by the beach. When I say simple, by the way, I don't say that we're living like frugally. I just mean that like we don't do much. So I wanted to keep it within the confines of our comfy little beach life. You know we're what I mean? We're retired, you guys. We're just yeah. two retired old people. I'm a suburban mom now. And I don't know. I just got it into my head that like it'd be cute to just wake up to a proposal. Like, you know, you wake up Christmas morning, you're excited about getting the gifts, you know? Mm-hmm. You wake up on Easter morning, you're excited to go. I'm not hunt. gonna lie, I kind of knew what was happening. Well, like you mean So like when we you were at my parents, I was in the bathroom and if you if you've lived with me, you know, I like to use the bathroom with the door open. It's a weird habit of mine. I think my mom, when I was little, always peed or pooped with the door open because she wanted to make sure the kids were okay. So I just thought that's how you use the bathroom in the house. So I was like in Shelter Island, bathroom open, peeing, and my dad comes back in and he like jokes something to my mom and says like, I said no. And my mom kind of like scoffs, laughs, 
Yeah, and- I mean, that's, that's, first of all, <laughs> it took me the whole time of being there in the house to get a minute with you where you weren't around your parents. So then I finally, he was going to pick up some food, and I was like, I'll move the car, you know, so I could go outside with him. You're like, this bitch loves her parents so much, it's so fucking annoying. Oh, it's so annoying. <laughs> You're rubbing it in my face. Well, also my dad, when he wasn't around me, he was napping because he's yeah, my but, father. <laughs> yeah, but like, I just couldn't, and I finally get a minute where he's out of the house, and I can ask him, and instead of getting in the car, which he was meant to fucking do, he fucking runs back in. I know, and he and the, where the kitchen's right next to the bathroom, and I like basically in my head because I was it was on t- kind of we were thinking about it. I was like, oh my god, I think it happened. And then I walk in, and my mom spilled like chocolate all over the floor. And normally, if my mom spills something, she's like she will shriek, like she's very clean. And she was kind of laughing, and it just the whole situation was weird. And I think I knew it was happening. And then you were acting super weird about Valentine's Day, and then I like I kind of knew. <laughs> Yeah, I think most people. I, a lot, I feel like a lot of people. But this is no. I mean, this is, and you were involved. We went ring shopping. Well, yeah, shopping, this is what I know. have to say about just like how the media literally makes it like a guy finds the perfect ring from a cloud, and just out of nowhere, you don't even know. He's just like, "Will you marry me?" And it's like you just knew you were meant for each other. It's like no. Spending the rest of your life with someone is a big decision that like you talk about, you discuss. Also. You need to tell him what kind of ring you want, which took me fucking forever. I kept changing my mind. Didn't even know that he was, like, actively trying to do it at that time. Like, I thought it was kind of a joke at first. Um, so I think that the engagement, it was perfect in my eyes because I loved how you did it. I always, for some reason, imagined getting proposed to in bed in my head. Really? I did. It was always, like, I just felt like I would be with someone who's kind of low-key. And, I mean, there's nothing more. I. It's like... You know when someone's singing happy birthday to you and you're just like, you're like, oh, I feel like that's like how an engagement in public would be. Like everyone's clapping and you're just like, oh, God, like, who are you people? I know. You're not happy for me. You don't know me. Yeah. And saying that you haven't, you, you couldn't be, you literally counted the amount of likes on the Instagram post. So I'm going to challenge you on what you just said. Okay. Because I like being on control. Is six people clapping worse than I'm about to I'm about to I'm about to fight you right now. There's a difference between being in control of the attention and and being able to show a photo and have and that then like out of nowhere, a guy proposing to you and everyone's staring at you when you're all emotional. Okay. 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 All right. Sam. So, well, that's good that you want. I mean, I, I, I don't I actually don't think I think people put way too much emphasis on like how did you propose like that's like almost the first question how did he propose you know it's just like whatever it has to be done (laughs) (laughs) sometimes people nail it sometimes people fuck it up either way you're engaged that's the more important part you know what i mean it's just a story really but it's funny because i didn't know you obviously before i knew you i did watch you five years ago at the comedy cellar but it sounded like you were not like even thinking about finding someone so how did you go so so quickly from being like i like fucking podcast do you think this is (laughs) Who the fuck gave you the right to go and ask me? Okay, no, this guy, I'm kidding. I just want to get compliments from you. Can you let a girl do her thing? But I was like, yeah, what made you think I from being a bachelor to being like, I want to propose to this girl? Like, why not be like, okay, I'll date her for a while, triple check. Whatever. We had an energy that just drove towards, you know, I just knew. I knew that you were you were the perfect, you know, you're a perfect woman for me, but you know, I, I was going to say perfect life partner, but like that almost sounds like it's a, like a strategic decision. Like, you know what? I think should be handy now on a winter's day when you're <laughs> no, bored. You know that you'll get good tennis lessons. I'm a pretty great volleyball partner. Um, yeah, I just knew that we, I, I knew that we complimented each other in ways that went well beyond the usual confines great of, at blow of, jobs, of Roma. Low average at hand jobs. Ha- Hannah, Hannah, what? You have to lower the bar every time. It's it's unbelievable. I was in the middle of a moment there, and you had to ruin it with a blow. I wasn't job. listening. I apologize. Exactly. I wasn't listening to what you were saying. I'm uh, probably going to re-listen to this and be like, oh, that was funny. I wish I had listened to that when he said it. Yeah, you compliment each other. Plus, I, I'll be honest. Even yesterday, when we were doing these interviews together, you know, it okay, was like- I was laughing so hard. No, but it was like, it's fun to be able to do that with somebody. I, I never yeah. thought that that would be a thing that I'd be into- you know, and maybe it'll be a problem. You know, years ago there was a there was a British uh, morning or afternoon show host. They were married, Judy. I think it was Richard and Judy. But uh, 
you know, it was cool that they worked together, but I always used to think like, fuck, it must be stressful. Like you're working together, then you're going home. But at the same time, and I'm sure that would be a stress and I'm not pitching us, but I did think it's fun to be able to do that and make fun of each other and have a laugh. Well, you said like you don't, you've never messed around with comedians because you were afraid of all the stigma that goes around it and, you know, don't. No, no, I mean, I, it's more just like, honestly, truth, since we're having all these, uh, you know, like honest moments, like just so many fucking messy finishes ups, you know, like, mm. like hookups where somebody's not happy with how it went you know like mm-hmm. where where you know the communication wasn't yeah. clear in terms yeah. of who expected what comedians I, have big I, on, both, si- on yeah. both sides by the way i'm not saying me or 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 the person i'm just saying like there's just so many complications that come from sexual interactions that i just didn't want to bring any of that into my job i didn't yeah. want to be sitting at the comedy cellar and or yeah international comedy in dublin and like have somebody walking in and feeling like I had to leave or feeling like I had to watch what I said or having other comedians gossiping about me. It was all really just really practical stuff. Yeah. And then in more recent times, also just just a lens being on the dysfunction of 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 the entertainment industry. It was even more of a reason of like, yeah, like, let's just it's it's workplace issues, blah, blah, blah. So I just wasn't something that I was really into exploring. But the we, thing is, I like I love fun funny people with a great sense of humor more than anything so it's like you gravitate towards comics because they're so funny but there are also not compatible parts of it but when i met you i didn't immediately get that like he's a comic vibe um you were very just yourself and really unique but also happened to just have the same sense of humor as me while also having all these like other interests that have nothing to do with comedy so it it didn't feel like i was even on a date with a, a comic where I've been on dates with comics where you're like, okay. Um, this Enough with the like- fucking <laughs> complaining about some other female comic that doesn't deserve the success that she Oh, got. my God. Right? A hundred percent. Hello? Hello. Um, and then you're like, you're like, do I heckle this guy? Like, what's he doing on yeah, this date? Yeah, you bring up the fact that it's not because he's a white guy that he's not successful. It's because he's not fucking funny. <laughs> Is it- And then they also just like they love to trash like my tweets and my memes and like being on reality TV. And I'm like, bro, I can pay my rent. So I don't know what you're worried about. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, bitch, been there, done that. Let me know when you realize fame is a curse. Get back to me. Yeah, I realized that about three weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I also liked about we're looking forward to being like semi well known (laughs) for life. (laughs) I have I have a lot of very strong outgoing i hate even saying strong outgoing women because you wouldn't say that about men but just really um successful female friends and i go guys i was in the hot tub with him and he was like you can do whatever you want make that money and i just want to stay back play golf take care of the kids and they all their panties all dropped they were like where did you find him and how and i'm like i don't know but i'm ready (laughs) i'm ready to go i just want someone that like wants me to shine and like it's that seems like it's pretty simple um and someone that i also know is is motivated with their own stuff because yeah, i don't that wanna... was then in reality once you're back on stage all i'm gonna do is stand back like your dad when you were playing tennis and criticize everything you fucking do just so you know wow, that was dark <laughs> i didn't have to bring my dad into you're this. literally you're, well what do you think you're with an older guy you're you're literally going to be like, why did I marry this guy? He stands at the back of the room taking notes, and then we drive home, and he's but like, you, you see, know, that's, your cadence. That's your... what I think love is. <laughs> that's what I was raised on. Like, literally, I had Des um, come watch me play tennis with this other professional tennis player, and I didn't really want to play with her unless he was there. Well, I did want to play, but, like, him being there meant so much to me. And I kept looking up, and whenever he was, like, on his phone, I'd be like, God damn it. And I'm like, okay, you're treating him like your father <laughs> watching you. Like, even just criticizing me, it makes me feel seen. So, you know what? I'm ready. Let's do it. And I think that you're going to help me become a lot better of a stand-up. So, that's just a plus. I have have already noticed. Because that's one thing about being in the same industry. Mm -hmm. It's like, I have already noticed myself being like, I would have done that differently. (laughs) (laughs) And I've expressed one or two of them to you. but Yes. But also, we are different. We're not the same style of comics. No. Well, certainly, we're not the same style of comics. And also, I, I think that you're a little bit more comfortable with the you know the the chaos of of like strong opinions and stuff like that mm-hmm. whereas i have 
I have become less and less comfortable with being in the middle. Well, of- I also think I have my reality TV side and my comedy side to me where the reality TV side is like being open, vulnerable, messy, whatever I need to like say to get people excited, revved up into it, where the comedy is more of like an art to me where I, I enjoy the writing yeah, process. Yeah, and, and we haven't been in that. No, so I'm just being a messy bitch right now. So here's the one thing that surprised me with the engagement. I really was only thinking about the engagement. As I said, when we were doing interviews yesterday, because I decided I was going to wake you up with it, it was very strange because I was just like up in my morning routine, sort of like waiting for our usual 930 kind of Hannah wake up time. (laughs) And it was kind of, it was kind of weird to the point where when I finally finished up my, my little song and I was about to go in and propose to you. I actually fucking forgot the ring, like in the sense of like, I was like, okay, here we go. And then I was like, oh, fuck. I got... Were you nervous? <laughs> I wasn't nervous until right when it was kind of happening. And then I was actually like doubting myself. I was like, are we really fucking, are we really doing this right now? Like, is this. You got cold feet right before the engagement? Not cold feet about, about, not cold feet about getting engaged. It's cold feet about like doing it this way. You know, oh. it was just, you know, it was just like, like it was, is, this, it was, is this it? This is how Yeah. Like, it? you know, when you get to the high diving board and you, you know, you, you're kind of like you're up there and then you're like, oh shit, it's pretty fucking high. So, and then you go and it's like the most exhilarating thing in the world. So it, it all just was kind of like it was happening, you know? And then. I did it, you know. Literally, it was there's a little bit of the. Have you you've never driven uh, uh, dove off a ten meter platform? Have you? Oh no, I missed that one. Yeah, so it, it, at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, you used to always go to the Commonwealth Pool, and you know you look up at the ten meter platform, and it's like it's super high, but you think like, wow, that'll be cool, and then you get up there and you stand on the edge of it, and you're like, fuck me, this is high. <laughs> it's very hard to jump off, and there is like a moment where you're like, I just got to do it, just got to do it, and then you do it, and you're like, yeah. But uh, I, you know, it was almost like, you know. I made you rewatch the video and then I'm there and I'm like, it's fucking happening. Like, well, yeah, like, it, w- it wasn't the smoothest in that I woke up t- to hearing it, it, you sing yeah. cause you were trying to come up with like the ad lib. Yeah. But that part, you know what? I don't care. You know, like that part's just but, funny. But like, but every- I'm saying, then you texted me and I watched it and I kind of was like, I think this is a proposal. <laughs> and then you were like, wait, watch it again. Cause you were in the bathroom. You didn't know I was awake. I know. But also you were kind of sneaky with it. We, I joked on Caller Daddy, you ha- you were down on two knees, and Alex Cooper was like, that's our thing. Let us at least have one thing. <laughs> oh, girls on their knees? <laughs> looking. You were on both your knees, and you. I was kind of looking to see if you had a ring, and I couldn't see anything, and you kind of pulled it out of nowhere, so there still was a little surprise factor. But Honestly, God, I have such a bad groin strain, I don't even know what I've been able to do with fucking <laughs> one knee. <laughs> were you surprised by my reaction? Well, that was the thing. I, 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 I was surprised by it, mainly because... I sort of didn't think of anything other than <laughs> I'm doing the proposal. And I mean, I was confident that the response was going to be fine. We'd, we'd prepped quite a lot of it together. So it wasn't like I was worried about what you were going to say, but I just kind of like didn't really think about the reaction. I only just thought about doing it. And then, you know, I, I was almost in the relief zone of it's done. And then it took me by surprise that you started crying. And... <laughs> then you had to call your family. Well, no, you called your mom first. And then I was, it was wild. Cause I was just like, I was just like a little bit relieved actually, mm. you know, it's also wild as my mom and I talk about everything 24 seven and she's had to, had to hide it from me for like a couple days. So she was fucking relieved. She was like, Oh, thank God. Yeah. Cause she didn't know when I was going to do it. I didn't tell them when it was going to be. I just, I just did the official permission asking, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is, you know, pretty nonsensical these days in its own right. But, you know, you do the tradition. It's fun. You know, it's like it's stupid. My that- dad was like, take her, please. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but I wasn't going to not do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it was it's cool because everything's been quite fast, but it doesn't feel fast to them, which is Well, cool. I think it's also fast and I hate to bring it up, but it's like there's been a lot of my parents and there's an emptiness where like i yeah were you, were you were you trying to speak of my grief that's my fucking topic <laughs> did you just suddenly realize oh my god i'm speaking of his grief <laughs> why are you bringing my fucking dead parents into our to, engagement i didn't mean to say you're an addict with dead parents I yeah did not, jesus oh, Christ, oh geez i didn't mean to repeat it just now <laughs> no but i think that our process was faster because like there was less like schmoozing with your parents and getting in with them and having that time and i mean we i i know your siblings and that was great and i think 
especially um, your siblings that are in the U.S. We sibling, my sibling, and the like. We've gotten very close to them, and they really yeah, and feel like my aunt. And your aunt Mary is hysterical and oh, the best. Um, but yeah, there is that that weirdness that you know. Yeah. Stop not saying anything, and then I, I, I well trailing. because you, you you're trailing off there. Trailing. What do you want me to do? I can't. I don't want to speak over you. I thought you were like I can't bring the back. I wasn't really feeling that much. I, I, honestly, I'm I'm very sort of I'm content with the I, I I'm comfortable with the grief. But I will say that uh, I I personally think that the emptiness will come when we get married. I didn't feel it that much with the engagement, you know, because like. You have to remember, I spent a lot of my life away from my parents, yeah. so getting engaged felt like something that would naturally happen without their presence anyway. Yeah. I, I, I do feel, though, that I will feel there will be just a touch of sadness mm-hmm. that I was such a slowpoke <laughs> and did this so late that my parents aren't there. On the flip side, it will not overshadow the happiness that because I was such a slowpoke, we're together. Oh, you when know? you were younger, so did the you procrastinator, the procrastinator finds a bit of joy in uh, putting things off. Did you think you were going to be a slowpoke? Like when you were early twenties, did you anticipate that for yourself? No, babe. I don't want to keep bringing it up, but I did this already. Okay, so well, that was hurtful. <laughs> no, no, just see, I, I. You, you got bored. I've done it. <laughs> boring, boring. No, no, no. But there's a. Uh, you know, it's funny that there was a t- t- there was a time where it felt like, oh yeah, this is going to happen, and then it didn't happen, and then you know, by the time I was in my mid thirties, I was like, holy shit, like I'm going to be I'm going to be late to the game, big time, you know. <laughs> and like even in my early forties, I was like, wow, I'm that guy, like I'm my uncle Kev, you know, my uncle Kev died at forty nine, but he never got married, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I was just surprised I was that guy. I never thought I'd be that guy. Mm-hmm. But I was just surprised. I was like, wow, I'm the guy. I'm I'm late to the party. Well, it's, I think it's so funny how you've lived for so long because you're old as you're old. And you were getting these feelings that were like confusing to you in the beginning where you were like Googling it. And you're like, what is love? Babe, I'll do the talking for my feelings. <laughs> I wasn't. I, I mean, I, I was I was really I, I was sort of semi doing that for the podcast. But anyway, th- keep going. <laughs> um, but I it's interesting how like a certain person can change your vulnerability and like your intimacy because I felt that with you where like I do know that I've been pretty emotionally closed off for a while. My dad's number one rule with dating was don't let guys distract you. Like that's like literally my mindset when it came to dating. Like the second they were annoying me a little, I felt like I was stressed or I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this. And and I think people might have thought that I was too harsh on some guys or like I would stop talking to people way too early. But I really knew deep down that with the right person, it wouldn't feel so difficult or annoy me the way it was. Yeah. Um, And also, you know, you just it's the right time in your life. There's just so many factors. Yeah. You know, um, let let me let me get to one more thing before we we finish up because we're coming to the end of our journey. Um, so you you did get into planning a wedding pretty quick. That was the other thing that took me by surprise. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't expecting. In all I our chat, planning it before you proposed. Yeah, you actually did in actually. front of you. Yeah, yeah, I was asking you about the guest list, and you got kind of pissed. <laughs> Yeah, because I was just kind of like, we're just not doing the fucking wedding inv- invite list before we get engaged. I don't know. It just felt, you know. I, just, I was just being logical. Yeah. And the funny thing was, I, 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 I thought nothing of weddings, actually. I just was like, let's get engaged. I would have been quite happy to get engaged and then the following weekend just go to the courthouse and get married. I did like, And th- that is definitely one thing about your parents being dead is actually yeah. you don't give a fuck about the wedding as much. And that's not because I don't want to have a wedding, me and you, but just part of having a, a public wedding family. is you're, yeah it's about family and it just didn't feel as important to me getting married to you felt important but having like a wedding, but that's not to say i didn't want to have one but it just like it wasn't like a big thought in my mind mm. i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So you, on the other hand, went hell for leather. With what? The, what did I do? Hell for leather? What the hell is that? I don't know. It's an expression. You never heard that expression before? Leather of hell? I, I, I don't know. It's just an expression. I feel like... I never thought of what I wanted for a wedding, similar with the ring. So I just felt really behind from all the other girls who had like Pinterest pages from when they got out of the womb. So I basically was just looking like, what does planning a wedding entail? And then my mom is newly retired and we're both very highly competent type A workaholic people. It might not look like that in Summer House, but believe me, guys, it's all a lie. These are Irish people. They're not watching Summer House. <laughs> okay, good. I just wanted to defend myself. Um, so we were just like, ooh, new project. Like, I love new creative projects. And to me, it was fun to be like, what is this kind of fun, you know, picnic barbecue on the wall? Like, we don't know. We'll see. So it's been exciting. But then it's funny. I, my favorite moment so far has been. You, you, you send me like an initial list. We're trying to keep the number like below 60, I feel. Yeah. And you send me this initial list and you're like, whatever, let's, let's just say you were like, so I'm 36 and you're 24. And I was like, fucking wait a minute. Like, how, how am I down so many based on your list? No consultation with me. And you were like, well, I have two parents and three grandparents. <laughs> so you're five down before we start. <laughs> That's some cold shit. But then I was, I was like, like, yeah, God, this is annoying. <laughs> and then like my, my like cousin, whatever. It's just, we started. No, but then it was just so funny because you were like, and then I have my cousins and I was like, no, I'm not inviting my cousins. Well, in this initial thought, it was like, no, I'm not inviting my cousins because I have 14 of them, you know? And, and you were like, yeah, but I have five. And I was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're not coming. <laughs> Like, you just weren't but getting the number. Were, it's like you have more were, parents than me. I have more. But your cousins. cousins add up to twenty four with all their husbands and wives, and my cousins are young, like they're twenty years old. There is some guestless stress that comes. You know, a lot of the cliche, a lot of the things you hear people complain about that you think aren't going to be relevant to you, they immediately. Well, because first of all, can I just say, everybody thinks they're getting invited. That's one thing I've learned yeah. about getting engaged. Yeah, is like. Everybody thinks they're coming. Everyone does. And then you're like, oh, shit, I thought we were just not going to invite people. I didn't realize we were going to be disappointing. And you also don't realize how many people are like in a click where you want to invite someone and you realize if you invite this person, you have to invite these other people, irregardless of how close you are with them. Yeah, I know. And there's just so much politics. And like, so you think like, well, you know. Not because I don't like some of my cousins, but just like, there's just going to be too many people. Can I not invite some of my cousins? And then it's like, are you basically saying that you don't want to have a relationship with these cousins for the rest of your life? Like, I feel like with some groups of friends, you can just be like, I yeah. couldn't invite everybody. But like yeah. with family, you can't do that. So then you're just like, fuck. But also it's just now our wedding, I feel like people are excited about because like we've been kind of public with it. So I feel like some people want to come because I think it's going to be cool, which I don't. I don't, I'm not aiming for cool. I just want to be like intimate with my yeah, we want to have friends a fun, and family. Small However, we started with 60 and then I'm like, but I, oh, I really want this person to come. Oh, I want that person. Next thing you know, you're at 140. Oh, when did it get to 140? No, we're at, like, we're at like 110 <laughs> right now. We're at 110, but like, yeah. No, but I, I, I mean, I, I agree. And it's funny because you just want to have a fun time. And then people are like, oh, you have to invite this person. You have to invite this person. It's like, mm -hmm. holy shit. Like, also, I, I have my parents' friends. That well, that, that I that's that's a funny one because it's and like, then their it's friends' like, children like, are my age. Yeah, but it's like your parents are like, well, we want some of our friends to come. It's like, well, Des's parents can't bring their friends because they're fucking dead. So back <laughs> off, back <laughs> off. Oh my 
You know, it's like, you think Dez is going to be happy to lose some of his 50% numbers because you guys want to bring your friends when his dead parents can't bring their dead friends? I shouldn't have brought it up. Damn it. <laughs> no. But I, I, I'm, I'm joking about that only because it's fascinating how quickly it gets petty in your mind. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's complicated because what, what ends up happening is there's more people at the wedding that like aren't in your immediate circle. Mm-hmm. But I've always known I'm not doing bridesmaids because I have a very kind of small circle of girlfriends and a lot of them are from different parts of my life, whether it's like from college or from early moving to New York City and they're not they're not even close to each other. I'm not one of those girls who's like always had the same, you know, 10 girlfriends from kindergarten because I've been to three different high schools and two different middle schools. Like I was always bopping around. So I always knew that I wasn't going to have. And also I feel like so often like the person you liked last year now you like don't talk to the next year so i just never wanted to put that stop talking about Paige, hannah no i'm just kidding i just just, i'm kidding hannah's still friendly with Paige. that was a joke that was a summer house joke everyone relax that was a joke Paige knows i'm joking well i i mean i'm glad that you said you didn't want to do that because i'm delighted not to do that i mean i could have just picked my two brothers no drama but Mm -hmm. at the same time like it's just great not to have to worry about that because it just it's just a quick ceremony and then let's just get to party. It does feel like a MySpace top eight moment. MySpace, if people don't, do people know what MySpace is in Ireland? B- babe, my followers definitely know what MySpace is. Okay. They're concerned well, about yeah, how you, you know. You know how you guys <laughs> had to do like the top eight friends? Like that's how I feel what the bridesmaids thing is. And I think that's even more freaking drama. And not only then do you get them, but you then have to make them like your maids and they do everything for you. And I just think there's a weird... Yeah, well, we're just not into any... Like, the great thing is that we're both very anti-wedding. And no one's... Anyone who's done it and made it work, good for you. I personally don't think I can handle it. It just is more stuff I have to do. It's it's each to their own. People like the bridesmaids' dresses. They like the whole thing. I I mean, went into a a shop. you went into a shop... Yes. Yeah, you you went into a shop, threw on a dress, you're like, yeah, perfect, and, like, you're done. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) It was amazing. Yeah, it's like... For some people, the pomp, the whole ceremony of it is what they get a kick out of. And I do not judge that. I think it's great. Like, I love watching the New York Mets every night during the summer. Some people think that's the most boring thing in the world. Whatever you're into, simple as that. I'm just glad that we happen to be kindred spirits in the, we just want the people we're closest to to be around and we want to have a fucking party. I think that we're kindred spirits in general, baby. Yes, and it's it's great. And you know, it's, it's funny, that that's the other thing about dating comics as we pull into your parents driveway back in the spot where i asked your father if, if he was okay with with me asking you to be my wife uh the other great thing about comics is that we both have that natural cynicism <laughs> the sarcasm the just not you know not always taking things so seriously which i think adds to the ability to be able to just put the middle finger up to some of the stuff we're not into around wedding i also think we are so used to getting and wanting attention every single day that like some people their wedding day is their one time to like get attention and and celebrate themselves where we are huge um big-headed egos celebrating ourselves every day and forcing our voices in people's heads so i think we're kind of like you know what we don't need the forced attention on our wedding day yeah the reality is all we really care about is like the speeches yeah the speech is gonna be fire um all right well listen we've arrived we've you know arrived. We, we, we we could keep chatting you know workshop wise we didn't kill it but you know we had a good chat about it i don't know you i know, thought that was pretty good i don't think you have to be cynical about everything no 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 i actually what i mean is like i think we had like a real chat about what we're going through but yeah. I, I i i didn't feel like we found any like bits just yet no, not yet. Um, but we're working on it. You can't force it. You can't force it. One hundred percent. I guess part of Just it like is like sex. I guess part of it is well, you know, I, I I've I've forced it. <laughs> We've all forced it in our lives. Not in the mood, but you have to fucking do it. Uh, I thought you meant force it on someone. I was. Oh like, okay. God, sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, misunderstanding. <laughs> Misunderstanding. <laughs> now there's a clip that could be taken out of context. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we've all forced it. I, sorry, I, I, what I kind of meant was like forced yeah. myself into doing it when I wasn't in the mood. Not with me. No, not with you. No. I, <laughs> in all seriousness, I actually think that that's a sign of a good relationship. Is if you're willing. To like, if the other person's in the mood and you're really not, that you'll 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 force yourself to do it. 
not always, but sometimes you have to do that. You can't always be like, I'm not in the mood. Sometimes you have to take one for the team. And I think more often than not, you get in the mood by doing it, you know, but it doesn't always have to be like, we're both in the mood at the right time. You have to be willing to, you know. You're going to do a conclusion? I, I or you do I, it on your own? I do all that on my own. I do a little, little intro and outros, okay. you know. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hannah, where can we find you? <laughs> um, Summer House on Bravo, or I think Hi-You in, in Ireland. Well, probably Now TV, I think. Now TV at 9 p.m. Eastern. And then Bravo's chat room is... No, I mean, on Now TV, who knows when it's on. But Oh. <laughs> um, Bravo's chat room is my talk show on Bravo at Sundays at 10-ish. Again, you're pro- just what's your Instagram? My Instagram is beingburns, B-E-I-N-G, B-E-R-N-Z. And listen N-Z. to my... Po- and Z, and Z, and, and Z. listen to my podcast, Burning in Hell. Burning in Hell, B E R N I N G. Great pun. guest this week, Kelsey Cook. Some amazing interviews on Burning in Hell. You really should check it out. Hannah Burner, thank you so much. Thank you, for, sir. Thank you so much for being my guest thank today, you, sir. On the Des Bishop podcast. So thanks very much, guys. Hope you enjoyed the app. We're back to my calm. Shelter Island energy as the sun has peeped out even further. The arc has the arc has grown. Um, we didn't talk about Harry and Meghan, I, I know, but uh, that's just been talked about a lot. I talked about a lot on my Patreon. Don't forget to subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Des Bishop. We chat every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. This week we did uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and tomorrow because... We took a little social media break, Hannah and I, to enjoy uh, being public about the engagement. So I'll be back tomorrow morning on the Patreon. Um, probably uh, probably going to have a moan about Trump sort of slowly raising his head again. But anyway, we won't get into that. Uh, no other news, really. At this Bishop on Instagram. Don't forget to message me. Don't forget to leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Let people know on Spotify to all our new listeners. Welcome. Welcome to the pod. I recommend going right back into the back catalog. There is some super funny chats with loads of awesome comics. Really wide variety of conversations. We've got amazing conversation with Irish comedian Ashling B. Tommy Tiernan. Some Kevin Bridges, probably the funniest one on the pod. First episode with Jason Byrne, incredibly funny. John Bishop, my namesake. Uh, so many good conversations. Sarah Kendall, awesome Aussie comic living in the UK. Uh, you really should check some of them out. Uh, more recently, really interesting conversation uh, about uh, growing up poor in the south side of Chicago uh, with, with Jeanette. You should check that out. And uh, there's there's just a lot. You know, there's really is a fucking ton of really awesome episodes. So go back in the back catalog if you have not done so. The majority of those don't require, you know, anything current. That timeless conversations about life, um, and uh, huge gaps in time. Nearly a year and a half with no episodes, but here we are. We're still going. Yeah, there's a long period of time where it was just apology after apology for me not keeping it up. But these days we're not doing too bad. It's one of the things the pandemic has is brought back to us. So, yeah, I'm really waffling now. You know, truth be told, I really like sitting here and recording this beautiful place. I, you know, I'm, I'm next to the bay. I'm next to Peconic Bay, looking across the bay at Greenport, Long Island. And uh, it's a gorgeous day. You just can't beat it. You can't beat that, that late winter sense of hope. And I don't want to repeat the symbolism of the beginning of the episode, but it does feel like the spring is coming. And this this tidal check on the evolution of humanity, this this prescribed year of solitude, contemplation, nearly at an end. I hope you've all grown from it. God knows it's changed my life. And um, we'll continue to to monitor that change week by week conversation by conversation we will continue to just leave our little piece of understanding in the podcast sphere and hope that it entertains you enlightens you 
comforts you and helps you to make sense of whatever it is that you need to make sense of. This has been the Des Bishop Podcast, and we will be back next week. And yes, I almost did that perfectly, but there was a bit of a mumble on that last sentence. But I'm not editing it. Good luck. Slan. Zaijian. Hasta luego. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.